0: Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, uh, these things says the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Wow. I remember Brother Flannery mentioned this. uh, uh, When this verse opens up, it says, And, to the angel of the church of the Lord. That word angel there in the original is, is messenger, which in actuality was uh, the pastor, and he brought out talking about when God wants uh, 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 things spoken, the, the line that God uses to come in, and he was he was speaking to the pastor of that church there of Laodicean. And the things he said to him, I know your works, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Let us pray. Fathers, we come today. We thank you and we praise you for everyone that is assembled together today. We thank you, God, for those who have been out for a good while due to sickness, and we pray, continued praying for those that are still sick. And now, Lord, I'm asking for the next a little bit of time that you will open the ears and the hearts of everyone that um, uh, we uh, may, first of all, Lord, I may deliver what you have given and that we may receive what you are speaking to us today. And everything's accomplished. We'll give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah, and I I noticed a while ago several people look at my little display down here wondering what's going on, and uh, when I give you the word in a few minutes, Ronnie, I want you to go hit the button on that, okay? Uh, It's already plugged up. I want to speak to you today on a subject titled, The Necessity for getting, Getting and Staying hot, the necessity for getting and staying hot. Now, there is an ever-going uh, complacency among too many in the body of Christ today. Uh, we see them in just about every congregation that you can go to, even though you might find some that are, are burning for God, yet there is an ever-growing complacency, amen, among far too many in the body of Christ, and apathy, if you please, concerning spiritual growth, and also toward the work of the kingdom, Uh Complacency is defined as getting in a place to where you become satisfied with where you're at and what's going on around you. Apathy, the, the, the definition that I will say, is uh, not having any kind of emotion or feeling anything about what is going on or happening, and that is an ever-increasing problem in the day's church that we live in. And we all now know that the Scriptures I read, John wrote, begin in Revelation with the seven churches. and, And these seven churches, even though they were literal churches back then, yet they were representative of seven ages of time that the church has gone through since Pentecost. And we all know fully well that the church age that we live in today is the Laodicean church age. It's the last church age before Jesus Christ comes. Hallelujah. But this growing complacency and apathy in uh, the, when it's concerned spiritual growth and towards doing things for the kingdom of God, the Bible refers this to lukewarmness. Hallelujah. Now, I've heard many sermons down through the years, and I know you have too, and they'll preach from this sermon, and then they'll talk about, well, you know, we just don't have, a, uh, we don't have this, or we don't have enough... This ain't got a thing in the world to do with that. Amen. But this is a spiritual condition. This is a condition. Amen. That people, amen, they can go to church and they can do a little bit of worship. They can do a little bit of shouting or talking tongues a little bit. But yet, time after time, week after week, their life never becomes changed. They same on the. They live in the same spiritual condition that they was in twenty years ago. They do not grow. They do not move up anyhow. Hallelujah! They become complacent, and they got what I used to call when I was younger. I don't use it much because they don't have it. On commercials anymore. You used to see it on commercials, but I used to say people has got what I I, I used to one call to one time call Brill Cream religion. Brill Cream was a type of hair uh, lotion for men. Uh, back in the days when men had all that greasy hair. <laughs> I never will. I never will forget. I was in, in school one uh, uh, one time, and I was sitting on the back in, in, in the back, and there was another blackboard back there. And I just I, I, I leaned back my desk and laid against there until the teacher finally made me sit up. And when I did, somebody around me laughed, and I looked what there was laughing, and there was this big old greasy spot on the blackboard. Amen. Showing where I had used brill cream that morning. But they used to have the uh, commercial about brill c- cream. And the thought was just a little dab, of do you? Well, a lot of folks, just a little dab of Jesus is all they're satisfied with. There are a lot of people who have experienced no. Spiritual growth since the night they first received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And they become satisfied with it. And that represents somebody who is lukewarm. And when you get in this state, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to speak frankly to you this morning. When, when we become lukewarm, it makes the Lord sick to his stomach. And it makes the church affected by it. the church that is affected by lukewarmness. It makes them useless and ineffective. Hallelujah. There's nothing worse than a useless church, a church that don't is, is is not having any impact in their community and around people. Amen. They're not effective. Amen. And I'm not talking about what they do in here, but I'm talking about what they do. Out Hallelujah! What I'm talking about right now ain't got nothing to do with inside these four walls. Hallelujah. I talked about it a lot of times and I'm, by the grace of God, so, as soon as I can, get it taken care of. But I want to I put two signs up. One on the other side of those doors that says enter to worship. And then right there on that clock, leave to serve. Hallelujah. You might think that you're serving God. We'll see what you're doing this morning. But you ain't serving God. There ain't nobody sitting in here serving God. You in here worshiping and here is you don't serve him till you leave this place. Somebody give God some glory. (laughs) And that happens because we allow ourselves to get in a lukewarm state. Now I want to bring this out. Forget about what you may have heard about this scripture about lukewarmness i went over this long time ago when i taught all the way through revelation and i'm going to bring this out today oh god i don't want to never be useless in your kingdom and that's what the first thing that i want to talk about today useless in the kingdom You may get asked a little bit more on judgment day than whether or not you've repented or been baptized. Heaven's going to know that because if, you, if you've been repented and baptized, filled with the Spirit, then your name's going to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But the question may be asked you, what have you done since? Hallelujah. What did Jesus say? He was going to ask him on that day. I was hungry and you fed me not. Come on, somebody. In prison, you visit me not sick, not clothed, you, you didn't clothe me. Hallelujah. If we have been saved and placed into the kingdom of God, we have been placed here for a reason and a purpose. And that is to be effective. In His kingdom, I don't want God to look down upon me. And talk if, if by the by the grace of God, I, I just it just caught my attention because I seen on, um, on online the other day there was another pastor friend of mine, brother uh, Nathan uh, Lowe. His uh, congregation was uh, was honoring, honoring him that this year he's uh, celebrating his fiftieth year, not as pastor but his fiftieth year as uh, being in the ministry, and that got me to thinking, and I got to figure it out. I said, "Why?" Well, I told Don, I said, you know, if uh, if the Lord allows me to live, I'll hit that mark next year where I'll, I'll be preaching for 50 years. But I don't want God to look at me in my ministry, my life, and say, well, amen, you haven't been effective enough. Amen, you have been useless because you have been too lukewarm at times. You become too complacent and apathetic towards the things that are going on. Hallelujah. Church, it is time that the church. Jesus Christ uh, that we get hot uh, and we stay hot can somebody say praise the Lord I want to to turn to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13 look what Jesus said here you're the salt of the earth sister Darlene did did a good lesson not long ago about salt He said you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its flavor or its taste or whatever you want to say there, how shall it be seasoned it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and be trampled under foot by men Hallelujah if the salt Loses its flavor. Church, if we don't stay on far for God, If we don't keep the Holy Ghost moving within us, if we are not active, amen, in what we do, amen, for the kingdom of God, we're just like, we become like salt that's lost its flavor, amen. I mean, even though you might put it on food, it don't do no good, it don't have no flavor, and because of that, it is useless and good for nothing. The city of Laodicea, now listen to some of this history about Laodicea. It will be very interesting. The city of Laodicea was very wealthy because of their wool trade. Uh, They shipped out wool that was uh, worked there and made there all over the world. And Laodicea was a very wealthy town. They had become self-sufficient. And had the idea they didn't need the help of anyone. You ever ran across anybody like that? Hallelujah. Their pride and arrogance, hallelujah. They got so much pride and arrogance they won't even ask for help. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. That's the way that God said the lady will see in church age would be. That's the way that church was then and the church we're seeing today is more swiftly getting this way. They never sought the help of anyone when they n- had need. One time, the city was totally destroyed by an earthquake several years before this took effect here. But they wouldn't accept help from anyone to rebuild. The state, every different ones tried to send in help, but they said, we can help. Rebuild ourselves. We can harness ourselves. And they did. They rebuilt, according to history, the city completely by themselves. Listen, there was a problem with Laodicea. The city didn't have a good source of water. And uh, they had to haul water for some miles uh, uh, to get wa- enough water into the city. And they conceived an idea. Now let me just say this. Jesus was the, was the top A1 teacher. Could nobody teach like Christ. And he, he used parables and word pictures. And he, he spoke to people according to things that was made relevant towards them in that day. And so there was a reason why he used this word, lukewarm, towards Laodicea. You see, a few miles away, in another town, first of all, they had this great big area of hot springs. And those hot springs, people, they would go there and they would... uh, 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 bathe in those hot springs and we got places in America like that and, uh, uh, and and the Laodiceans was constantly traveling back and forth and making use of the, the hot springs they, and it was, they were very uh, heavily filled with minerals and, and, and different things like this they conceived an idea to be, build pipes to allow the water to be piped in. They thought, well, why do we want to keep going back and forth? We got the money. We can make this place just like everybody will be coming here. So, and we got, we're got we able to do it. So they begin to build a big pipeline so they could let that that water from those hot springs there get to them. Put up the picture, if you will. That's an actual picture of some of the pipes outside of the city of Laodicea. If you was to go over there today and look among the ruins, you would see these pipes. This proves what I'm talking to you about this morning. These were pipes that they laid. It was on on top of the ground. And they said, man, we're going to have it made. But that water that left the springs being so hot and warm, By the time Brother Bobby had traveled through those pipes, some 50 miles or so, guess what? It wasn't hot no more. It was barely lukewarm. So they couldn't use it for what they designed it for. And beside that, they couldn't even use it for drinking water because it had so much of mineral content in it the whole thing became useless. And through the Spirit of God, God spoke and told that church see it." He said, because, amen, you have said I'm rich. I have need of nothing. Amen, I can do it all on my own. You become complacent. You become ap- The church begin to be just like the city. God says to the church, he said you become useless to me I can't use you I can't, there's no way I'm going to tell you something there'll be no greater indictment for any Holy Ghost filled matter woman for God to look at you on judgment today and say you become useless my Lord think about that think about that they couldn't use the water that they so. They thought so brilliantly amen the Revelation. Go back to Revelation three. I want to read verses seventeen through nineteen. Hallelujah. Look at this is what he continued to say to him, because you say, "I am rich, I become wealthy, and have need of nothing." See Jesus when he speaks a word, he knows why he's speaking. And the people understood, because of what that was going on in their time, do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. hallelujah next scripture, hallelujah. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich with white garments, not that wool that you that you put together and sell all. Uh, That wool uh, ain't going to do nothing but scratch you and make you sweat. Lord of God. He said, I'll give you white garments uh, that you may be clothed, uh, that the shame of your nakedness may not be uh, be revealed, uh, and you'll mm, anoint your eyes with eye salve that you might see. Next scripture. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent the Laodiceans had become blinded by their own success this attitude crept into the church there and they became proud and arrogant not asking God for help they were lukewarm in their service and work for the Lord. When those spiritual growth or manifestations, like the water that they had piped in, they were useless to God and useless to His kingdom. Wow. Church, if that don't make you shudder, you need to pray and ask God why. You need to pray and ask God why. Hallelujah. Amen. That is a strong indictment. That happened in that church back in that day. But the reason why he used that church as an example, to let us know what the church would be like in the day right before the kingdom age would take over. Now, hallelujah. I want to talk about my second point the need to expand. The need to expand. There was another problem with the Laodiceans we're having because of their lukewarm state. They were stuck in their carnal-minded state, not able to be transformed and changed into the new creature God desires of all of us. Church, until you are changed from your former self, you are useless to God to be used. Do you hear me? You might be called with a gift or a calling. And His grace, He will, he will open up a few doors and, alert, and, and, and to show you that His hand is upon you and to be used for a short time. But until you follow the total precepts of His word and let God change you into that vessel, He wants you to be changed. Somewhere down here, you're going to find you're going to find that gift and that calling becoming void in your life. Hallelujah. God called me into the ministry, but it's up to me to maintain, to maintain my qualifications. Hallelujah. That's my part. And every time God speaks to me and shows me, you got to go from here to here I cannot let my own will overrule that. Too many people have become lukewarm because they haven't let the Spirit of God inside them expand. I want to read another scripture, and then I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to show you something. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, some things become new. A lot of people today have been in church for five years and never have overcome all of their old former life and their old former habits. And there are some people in the church, amen, have, have who's who's making that at fault because we have we because we want to really overexpress the grace of God. We 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 forget about the scripture that says some people turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. And lasciviousness means loose living. God will give you a time to mature God will give you a time to grow. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. If you are still living the same old woman or the same old man with the same habits and you look the same, you dress the same, you go to the same places, Hallelujah. Brother, soon it becomes evident that God had not done nothing in your life. Sammy Prince still got things and he's so stubborn he's not willing to give up no matter what the Spirit says, no matter what the preacher preaches. I'm going to continue to do this. It's evident that you want things your way and not God's way. Hit that button right there. This cup some kernels of popcorn as they are, they're useless. I'm not a, I'm not about to put no salt on that and try to eat that. I know what it is, I have a broke tooth cause more damage than do good God spoke to me in the spirit that he's got some people in his house that's doing more damage to his kingdom than good because they are not letting the spirit of God grow in their life I did some study and if those of you who got the opportunity or can google you can find the same thing out Inside, each kernel of popcorn is a little droplet of water or moisture right inside, surrounded by a hard shell called a hull. As a popcorn is heated, the moisture turns into steam. Listen to me tonight. This is what God spoke to me definitely that some folks need to hear. It turns into steam and that steam builds up pressure inside the kernel. When the hull can no longer contain the pressure, the kernel explodes and a fluffy new piece of popcorn is born. God says he wants to see more popcorn Christians. That Holy Ghost God put inside you is like that water. But it ain't going to expand. It ain't going to change nothing until you keep it heated. Until you stay hot. Fr- oh, you better listen to what God's saying right now. This kernel will always stay like it is right now. Until what's on the inside is made to expand. What what you're talking about, brother Sammy? What's on the inside is going to have to come to that. We got to get out what God has put in. You got to let that spirit of God expand. Water expands when it gets hot. And when it gets hot enough, it turns into steam. And that kernel, there's so much pressure on the inside. Finally, you don't have a choice. It's got to give up. Let me tell you something. The reason why some of you are still having trouble with your old kernel mind, you ain't let that thing get hot enough inside yet. You ain't let the Spirit of God expand. Because if you let the Holy Ghost really oh, I hear all the time, people make give comments, well, so many got the Holy Ghost. Some, well that's good. But you know what? I'm not half as concerned as about how many gets the Holy Ghost, is how, how many the Holy Ghost has got them. Wow. Hello, my, my, my. Glory to God. When the Holy Ghost gets me, and that begins to expand. Ain't nothing this old carnality can do about it. Sooner or later, it's going to have to give way. And a new substance, a new creation is formed. Whether I couldn't before, it was useless. This right here can be used. You hear what I'm saying? That's what God is trying to say to this Laodicean church. I found something interesting. I want to, just a little bit, I'm fixing to close. I thought, I thought popcorn was a uh, some kind of way, you know, they're all the time coming up with new kind of uh, breeds of dogs. I mean, and they breed different kind of things, and they come up with new kind of fruits and vegetables and stuff, kind of hybrid. I thought popcorn was a hybrid thing that, uh, Man, had mess, mess with somewhere along the line to create, but I thought, well, I wonder how come all popcorn don't have that moisture inside. Popcorn was discovered in an old bat cave in west central New Mexico. Popcorn wasn't invented. It was discovered. Corn that somehow sprouted in that cave. Brother Bobby was talking about caves this morning again. If you notice, if you're, you go in your cave, there's a lot of dampness, wet. That corn, popcorn, that corn, it, as it began to develop in the cave, it mixed with the dampness and the wet in that cave. And so the kernel had the moisture inside of it, and then when they took it from that point, it—that's uh, how they begin to grow and, and begin to make it. Listen to this, though. When popcorn was discovered, they used it for decorations, head ornaments, and necklaces. They thought it wasn't good for nothing. They, they discovered it, Brother Donald, but they, they couldn't eat it. So they used it. If you fall in any kind of way, the Spirit of God this morning, you're going you, to pick up where I'm going to here. For a long time, popcorn was only used as decorations, as ornaments. It wasn't much later that the Aztecs discovered that it was edible. Hallelujah. Today, because the church has become lukewarm, the Spirit of God inside has no means to expand and put enough pressure on the hull of the old man to pop open and let what's inside come out. That's why professing Christians have no conviction over carnality in their lives. Come on. All the time I I hear people use their little excuse, well, I don't feel condemned over this. There's no wonder. No wonder. You have never let what God has put in you pop out. You don't have the heat that you ought to have. You're not hot enough in the Spirit yet. And you know what? The church is only being used today in a lot of denominations as decorations. And not what it's intended for. You go in more and more of these bigger churches, and the platform looks more like the stage of a Broadway show than the house of God. They got their colored lights. They got all their smoke machines and they got all this kind of stuff And they said they do that, amen, so they can bring an appeal. I'm going to tell you something, folks. If we let the power of the Holy Ghost pop out and change our lives and we become led by the Holy Ghost and Spirit of God, that will be all the attraction that we need because people will come, hallelujah, and they will say, I want some of that. I need some of that. Oh, glory to God. The church don't need more decorations. The church needs people on hot steaming. For Jesus, can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Let's all stand together.